It's a great thing to learn from our mistakes, isn't it? The disciples learned from their mistakes. What was their big mistake at the time of Jesus' passion and death? They didn't pray. They didn't pray. Our Lord gave them that advice in the garden. Watch and pray. Well, they learned that lesson. They learned it from their mistakes. And during these last nine days between the Ascension and today's feast day, that's what they were doing. They were praying. They gathered together in the upper room with the Blessed Mother, and they were praying. They were preparing themselves for the great gift that we are celebrating today, the gift of the Holy Spirit. In those nine days, they poured themselves out in prayer, in psalms, in songs, and in silence, praying hard, opening their hearts and souls. They were trying to prepare themselves for this this huge spiritual upgrade, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I think it could help us just to think for a moment of the couple of the symbols that we use to, that the church and that the scriptures have used with the Holy Spirit and help us to understand a little bit what he wants to bring to us in our lives. The first symbol that comes to mind is probably the dove. You know, whenever you see um, depictions of our Lord's baptism, when the Holy Spirit comes down upon him, the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove, right? In many depictions of Pentecost, you also see the dove coming down. And the dove, what, what's that kind of say to us? What, what, what does the Holy Spirit want us to experience in our souls? And I think, you know, the dove is a symbol of peace. Symbol of peace. Our Lord, when he comes to bring the Holy Spirit to the apostles in that gospel reading that we had, what's he say? What's the first thing he says to them? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. He wants them to have that. And the Holy Spirit gives us peace. How? How does that happen? I think he really comes into us and helps to calm the turbulent waters of our heart, of our soul. Because he allows us, he enables us to kind of take a step back and he, he imbues in us a spiritual outlook, a spiritual vision. When we can see things a little bit more from God's perspective and not merely just with my small human outlook. He blows up that so that we can have a bigger picture We get peace when we understand that God has a plan over our lives. He wants to help us. He's guiding us to something. He's guiding us to an eternal destiny. He has a plan of love. He gives us peace when with the Holy Spirit we can see and understand Christ in my neighbor. When I can treat him in line with that that understanding. That peace comes when we are able to overcome our pride, which is what fuels the conflict, doesn't it? Pride is what brings that conflict, that strife, that is the opposite of peace. Then what's the other symbol of the Holy Spirit which we see in today's first reading, the story in the Acts of the Apostles? That was that astounding moment when those tongues of fire... 
you know, came down on all the people there in that upper room, 120 plus, there with the Blessed Mother. What an amazing sight. That's why we wear red, the priest wears red for the Feast of Pentecost, kind of connecting with that symbol. Yeah, fire that comes down. That fire has been a symbol of God's presence throughout the scriptures. Remember in the book of Exodus, when God appeared as a burning bush, right? That fire symbolizing God's presence. So the Holy Spirit, when he brings that fire, he brings a fire of holiness, a desire to be more holy, to be closer to God, to want to come near him. He gives us a fire of wanting to help others, a fire of zealous love, you know, just as Jesus wanting to set that blaze on the earth, that blaze of bringing others to God. And fire, finally, is also like purification. Remember how fire purifies gold? It it takes all the impurities out of gold, the dross, right? Well, the Holy Spirit wants to fire us up, right? Which means to kind of take out some of that bad stuff and put some good stuff in. So we want that fire so that we can overcome our self-seeking, our laziness, whatever it is that holds us back, that we can kind of be burned out and we can come closer to God. And then, as if this weren't enough to think about, Today is the birthday of the church. Today is the birthday of the church. This is when the Holy Spirit comes among those disciples and injects life into them. Gives them courage. Remember, they were, they were gathered in that upper room a lot of times because they were afraid of what was outside. Okay, the Holy Spirit comes in and he breaks dispels all that fear. He brings them to life. Brings them to life. And what what an amazing feat that is. They just go from zero to 120 in a matter of instant because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter there. You know, Peter, instead of running away as he did at our time of our Lord's passion when he was arrested, there he's stepping up, stepping up in front of this huge, massive crowd and proclaiming his faith in Jesus. Wow! Is this the same Peter? Is that the same guy we read about earlier in the gospel who denied our life? It's exactly the same one. But he's got the upgrade. It's the Peter 2.0. The Peter with the Holy Spirit in him. And that's where our Lord wants to give us. He wants to take us to, the, to the, next, the next upgrade, right? Why are we stuck with those floppy disks? Let's go. Let's get the Holy Spirit in us to enliven our faith, to give us courage, to help us to grow in faith, hope, and love. Finally, I just want to talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts He spreads. In that second reading, St. Paul has got this beautiful reflection about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, about those gifts that manifest themselves in the people around us. Did you hear that? He said, 
There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God produces all of them to everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, everybody has a little bit to bring to the table. Nobody has it all. Nobody has a monopoly on the gifts. Everyone's got something that the others need. And that's the church, how it comes together. Brings every, all these gifts together so that the church can grow, so it can function, so it can, can evangelize the world. I heard a story one time that helped me understand this. this okay, for everyone my age and above, this is more of a kid's story. Okay, maybe you could think of it a little bit like a Pixar movie. This is kind of like a Pixar movie, you know, like with talking, usually inanimate objects, now talking. Okay, so imagine yourself in a carpenter shop. Okay, kids out there, just imagine yourself in a carpenter shop. What do you have in a carpenter shop? A bunch of tools, right? All these tools. Well, since this is like a Pixar movie, what do tools in a Pixar movie do? They start to talk to each other, right? That's what they do. Okay. And so these, these tools start to talk. They have decide to have a little meeting here in the carpenter shop. Okay. Let's, let's listen in. Let's hear what these tools are saying. There's a hammer. There's a screwdriver. A ruler. Sandpaper. And a saw. Okay, and after a while they're talking and they're meeting and they start to get into an argument. Imagine that. People talking together, getting into an argument. When does that ever happen, right? They get, out, they get a little mean to each other. And they start pointing out what they thought was bad things about them, their defects, what they thought they needed to improve. Listen to what Mr. Screw said to Mr. Hammer. You really should leave this meeting. Get out of here. You're always making so much noise, pounding away. Just leave. And Hammer said to Mr. Screwdriver, I may make noise, okay, but at least I get things done quickly. People have to turn you around and around and around before you get anything done. Jeez. Then Mr. Sawd said to Mr. Ruler, you, you should leave this meeting. You're always measuring people. Always measuring them. And you think you're the only one who knows what's right. Mr. Ruler heard that he wanted, heard this and he wanted to criticize back, but he didn't because he saw he was afraid of the teeth that Mr. Saw had. So instead he focused on Mr. Sandpaper. You should leave this meeting. You're too rough. You always rub people the wrong way. Finally, they're all arguing and criticizing each other. Okay. But Jesus walks in. Jesus walks in. What do you think happens when Jesus walks in with all this arguments? All quiets down. And Jesus can pick up the saw, start to cut, pick up the hammer, start to hammer, pick up the screwdriver, start to screw, puts everything together as a beautiful altar at the end of it all. He takes each one each one, what it has to offer, puts it all together, 
and something beautiful comes out. And that's the church. That's the church. Everybody has something to bring. What's the next big event here? St. Vito's Festa, right? St. Vito's Festa, everybody's been talking about it for weeks. That's the most amazing event. You come here and everybody's bringing their gifts. Somebody's making this, I mean, all those different Italian things, then all those Hispanic dishes. Everybody's got something, right? And what do I do when I go there, bring my gift? I just eat. That's what most of us do, right? But everybody's got something to offer. That's the Holy Spirit at work. That's the Holy Spirit at work. This amazing parish, when you think about it, there are so many, you know, it started as an Italian parish back in 18-whatever, right? And that tradition is there, beautiful tradition, but so many have come in, too. And that's, that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit, bringing everybody together so that all can, can benefit from it. The tradition holds us together. New people bring new energy. And it all goes to the glory of God. We should be very grateful. That's the Holy Spirit at work. So on this day of Pentecost, let's thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He keeps sending us inspirations. He wants to enlighten us. So let's try to be open. Let's try to listen to him. Let's try to be obedient to his call.